0: Welcome to another Dragonlance Saga gaming episode. Today we're continuing our Shadow of the Dragon Queen playthrough, going back to the preludes. And this is going to be the second prelude of the three presented, Eye in the Sky, and this is for casters that are ultimately going to be joining the ages of High Sorcery, or as we're all familiar with them, the Wizards of High Sorcery. Uh, I'm being joined today by uh, Merrick is the character's name. So um, could you... Introduce your character to us, please.
1: Yeah, um, Merrick Specter, uh, hail from Palanthas, and I am an aspiring wizard of the red robes. Um, just wanting to kind of go out into the world and um, learn, adventure, and become the best wizard I can while trying to just help others where I can.
0: Nice so we're picking up in palanthus you've been summoned to the headmaster of your uh, academy uh, into his office uh, he wanted to see you so you approach the door and knock and he bids you come in come in son
1: uh hey uh, you you wanted to see me
0: yes please have a seat there's a couple of things i needed to talk to you about You've been getting along splendidly at this academy, and I believe I have an opportunity that I'd like to see you seize, uh, to continue your growth in the arts of Arcana. So if you're open to it, there is an opportunity to attend a training session, if you will. Every night of the eye, not far from here in the mountains, is a tower we refer to it as the Barb. Well, the Barb is truly just ruins, but every Knight of the Eye, initiates, apprentices are summoned to test their abilities in magic, to see if they're truly able to continue down the path of Arcana. I would like to see you attend this night of the Eye at the Barb and test yourself, and if you prove successful, as I suspect you will, You will be moving on and learn ways in order to take the test later on in your adventuring career. How does that sound to you? Yeah, let's, yeah. Tell me where to go and when to be. Wonderful. Well, it just so happens the Night of the Eye does not frequently occur. Uh, In this particular case, it's going to be happening in three days' time, so you have only a day of travel so you have a couple days to prepare yourself in any way that you see fit Uh, but again this is just not the test of high sorcery this is just an examination if you will to make sure that you are going down the right path anyway i will provide you with directions and i very much look forward to hearing the outcome of this examination if you will i do fear that Our paths may not cross again after you uh, take this opportunity. Because, well, the second part of what I needed to talk to you about is we've received a message for you. And uh, here it is. And he, like, picks up a scroll from uh, his desk and he reaches over and hands it to you. So the scroll itself is uh, wax-sealed. It looks, you know, like just rolled up piece of parchment, and it has uh, a symbol of uh, the house of what he is telling you, Vihirin, um, which uh, you would know as one of the many Salamnic families that, uh, you know, you live in Palanthus, you're very familiar with uh, Salamnic heritage, and it's just another one of the families that is associated with the Knights of Salamnia. Um, very nice, ornate little wax stamp on the, the scroll itself. Uh, as you break the seal and you open it up, you read the following: "Dear friend, I am Becklin Uth Viharin. I have heard much about you from our mutual friend Ispen Greenshield. It grieves me to share the news that our dear friend Ispen has passed away peacefully here at his home in Vogler. May fortune and the old gods protect his soul. Ispen's friends are holding a memorial for him in a manner he always wanted." It will take place here in Vogler in the eye of the Kingfisher Festival. I'm sorry, in the eve of the Kingfisher Festival. I write to ask you to do Ispen one last honor, and attend. Should you come, accommodations will be available at the Brass Crab. Though the circumstances are sad, I am eager to meet you and, through our memories, to revel in the life of our great friend. Signed, becklin Uth Viharine, Knight of the Crown. Now, this festival this kingfisher festival is happening in just over a week so if you're going to make both of these events you're going to have to leave the barb and go directly to vogler now vogler is at the end of the vingard river and i can show you on the map here exactly where that is so vogler is approximately right here you see a little white circle popping out um just uh, for context, Calaman is just on the other side of the river closer to that bay area right here. So it's just a, a small little village that uh, she's inviting you to attend the funeral of your old friend. So how is it, uh, could you tell everyone, if you recall, uh, that you knew Ispen? Uh, Ispin and
1: I uh, started out kind of both going after the same... Young lady uh, trying to win her affections long ago and kind of became a uh, frenemies of sorts, um, being a little competitive with each other. Um, but over time, you know, we just kind of became really good friends, and he was uh, very much like a mentor type, very wise man. And this
0: is truly a sad day to learn of his death. Yeah. So, uh, your headmaster, his name is uh, Griffith Thule pushes his chair back and slowly stands up. His body is older than he'd like to admit, and it creaks a little bit, and he sighs a little bit harder each time he gets up. Well, my boy, I hope the letter contained good news. No, it's an old friend. An old friend has died. Oh, my dear. That's... You. Yeah. Unfortunately, the, the longer we live, the, the more we're going to see those that we care about pass is it yeah, telling so, you uh, where uh, a reception or possibly a funeral will be held
1: yeah um it's i'm gonna have to go to vogler um it's
0: quite and journey.
1: yeah and the only way that i'm gonna be able to make it down time is if i leave you know right from the trial you're telling me about I have to leave right after that's done, and and just make it out that way because it's just in about a week's time, and yeah,
0: it, uh, it is as I feared. We we may not cross paths for some time, but. And he walks around uh, the the outside of the desk, coming up to you, and it sort of indicates you to stand up. Uh, as you stand, he puts his hand on your shoulder, and he just looks you in the eye, and in. He he has this uh, sign of affection written all across his face. And uh, he's like, it isn't often I find any kinship with my students. Quite frankly, most of the students I have here in Palanthas are from wealthy families that they don't know their ass from a hole in the ground when it comes to magic. But you, my boy, have you have excelled here, and I have no doubt that you will go on to truly make a mark on Ancelon and, well crin as a whole i'm sure i wish you godspeed the best of journey and may Lunatary shine her crimson light down on you to clear your path to the barb and he hands you a a sheet of paper which is ostensibly just a map of Polanthus and uh, a trail that leads up into the mountain ranges to where the ruins of the barb are located
1: Thank you, Headmaster. Um, I do have one question before you go that just in the excitement I didn't think
0: to ask, but is this test, like, deadly? fear not, my boy. This is, uh, this is more of an examination than the formal test. Now, once you do go to travel to an actual Tower of High Sorcery, probably Weirith, in order to take your test of High Sorcery, that, as we've mentioned in our studies, is potentially deadly, but... I would not let that bother you at all. You are quite intelligent and cunning enough to manage whatever those old wizards are going to throw your way.
1: Thank you, Headmaster.
0: Indeed. Now, if you'll excuse me, I must perform my stretches and uh, study my books.
1: All right. I'll I'll, I'll see you when I see you.
0: So as you leave his office... um, the door automatically just closes behind you. Uh, you know, you've, you've been in his office before. You understand he, he has, you know, quirky ways of using his magic uh, to ease the the burden of, of uh, more of the mundane tasks of life, like closing a door, for example. Um, so you have, uh, you know, a couple days of preparation before you need to travel to get out there. Is there anything that you wanted to do before you head out? Um, I think I just want
1: to... And to make sure that I have all my gear yeah. that I'm going to need, um, that I have enough food to last me a week. yeah. Uh, or, you know, uh, what is it, a week and a couple days. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing, maybe, do I, do I have any close friends at this place? Or I, wait, me. am I?
0: This is a school. <laughs> I mean, they, they have academies, you know, in every major city and town. At this point, though, most of them are they don't announce their presence, you know, they're a little more subdued and hidden away, but they do exist. So, yeah, I mean, you've got some mates here that you've uh, grown close ish to. The truth is, is that most of the people that do attend this school in Palanthus, this, this academy, they um they tend to be human. I mean, this is a, a mainly a human port, and, and you're in the middle of Salamia, uh, and most. Humans don't really look fondly on the half elves. They don't really see you as one of them, and so the the connections that you have made are over the magic. Uh, they're not really personal, uh, you know, shared experience connections.
1: Gotcha. Then uh, in that case, I'm just gonna kind of tend to my things, pack myself up, and maybe spend a couple days studying.
0: Uh, and get ready to go to the the exam okay so as you uh the the night of the eye happens um you're traveling toward the barb using the directions and just you know for context on the map uh, this is palanthus and the barb is right here so you're going to have to travel a little bit overland through some mountainous ranges but you know you've Been living here for a very long time, and you're used to, you know, spending time in nature at your leisure whenever you want to just sort of get away from the bigotry or maybe just the frustrations of city life. You know, the elf nature inside of you, because you are a half elf, sometimes cries out for more of an intimate connection with nature, and and you like to indulge that whenever possible. Um, So as you have uh, been traveling, the night of the eye uh, is uh, sort of conjoining. You see this large silver moon of Solinary, and right inside of it, centered, is uh, Lunatary in this brilliant crimson glow, and inside of that, a moon that you've never really seen before, the, though you know it exists, is Nuitary, this black ball of uh, just a vacuum, a void of, of uh, you know, life itself at the center, creating that sort of the pupil of that that eye with the moon's and you know that you must be approaching the barb itself. Uh, and again, never having been here before, not really familiar, you're a little bit concerned. And then you start to hear sounds of other people traveling. And as you start to, uh, you know, cross through this sort of uh, uh, wooded area into a more open expanse, you notice that there are other casters, uh, other students You know, they don't look like wizened wizards by any stretch of the imagination. But they're traveling to the same location ostensibly. And uh, as you're starting to approach what must be considered the Barb, this is what you sort of see here. Tonight is an important night. Ahead rises the Barb, a jagged, half-ruined spire of gray stone. Many who aspire to join the Mages of High Sorcery have come here to prove their magical proficiency. The barb is usually nothing more than a ruin, its construction predating the cataclysm. But tonight, on the night of the eye, when Crin's three moons align, the ruin is alive with magic once more. Soft light shines from the archway, lending, into I'm sorry, leading into the structure. So you start. You actually do see the other students filtering into that archway, entering, um, and you only see one entrance here. Did you follow them inside, or do you want to stay outside? What do you want to do?
1: Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna head on in because I know what I'm here for, and yeah. and I I've got Ispen on my mind, so I want to make it through this. Yeah.
0: The arch opens into a large atrium lit with flaming sconces and adorned by grand tapestries depicting Kren's three moons. Doors circle the room. The light of the moons cascades through broad windows high above. At the center of the room stands a serene looking woman with long gray hair and red robes. And she nods at each of the initiates as they enter. As everyone enters into this atrium, you see at the very center is a very large, almost like a fire pit well, like a massive cauldron well, intricately decorated. It's got symbols of the different waxing and waning shapes of moons around the exterior of it. And again, as you look at the walls, you see tapestries depicting the different moons. And with the light coming down from all three moons at once, it creates this almost otherworldly atmosphere. The students are all standing in a semicircle around the outskirts of this cauldron-like well, fire pit, ostensibly. And uh, you see the woman step forward to the edge of um, uh, the the center of the room has this dais, this raised dais. She steps over to the edge of that, looking down upon all of you, and uh, brings her hands out and starts making the arcane semantic gestures for a spell recites words that are unfamiliar and immediately a ball of fire appears right in front of her hand and she thrusts down it falls down into the cauldron which is sitting nights in flames the strange thing about this fire is there's absolutely no heat emanating just light which ignites inside that cauldron and lights up everyone's faces most people turn their eyes for a moment before their eyes can adjust to the brightness And she stands there looking down smiling at everyone she tells you welcome everyone to the barb this has been around since before the cataclysm its structure itself predates even your father's fathers but every one of our order has come here to test their skills before moving on to examine greater difficulty in spells, difficulties in challenges that life will eventually throw at you, and inevitably take your own test of high sorcery if you so choose. I want to provide an opportunity for you all. If you do not believe you have what it takes to take and pass this examination, leave now. If you stay, I cannot promise that you will continue down the path of the arcane and people are sort of quietly shuffling, one foot to another, looking left and right, seeing if anyone wants to move, or no one says anything or does anything, no one moves at all. She smiles, brings her arm out wide. Wonderful! You are all here to take this examination. However, to pass this night's test, you must face the trial in one of the tower's rooms. Can you give me a wisdom check, please, perception? I got 14. Nice. So as you're looking at these doors that she's referencing, you know, you're you're in this entirety of the circumference of this tower. So these doors should lead to the outside of the building. But when you were on the outside, there were no other doors except for the archway that you entered through. So clearly there is magic amiss here. Um She steps down the dais and walks around to everyone and sort of beckons, please, everyone, follow me. And she walks over to the first door. She says, these trials, they require magical talent, but you will not be faced with mortal danger. But I will tell you this, without this foundation test successfully, I can't think of the word I was going to think of, damn it. Uh, Successfully passed. Then you will be expelled. There's only the duration of the Night of the Eye to complete it. And she looks over at you. What is your name, young man? I'm Merrick Spector of Polanthus. Oh, indeed, Polanthus. Well, I'm very familiar with your instructor, then. It must be the old Griffin Thule. Ah, it is. Is he still the complaining about his joints? All the time. <laughs> she just sort of chuckles a little bit. <laughs> well, Merrick, I believe this door is yours. Again, I must tell you, you only have until the end of the Night of the Eye to complete the challenge you find herein, and you will be alone. Do you dare enter this room and take this test? Yes. Yes. And I reach for the door. Very well. Everyone else, follow me. The door opens into a wide rotunda with black stone floors and walls carved with elaborate runes. The interior is empty, save for a single pedestal at the, uh, at the room's center. Atop that pedestal, there's an ornate key that's balanced on its tip. Behind you, the door you entered through vanishes. On the opposite side of the room, an identical closed door appears. So, looking at this room, um, give me a give me an intelligence check. Uh, where are you? There you are. So I guess perception. Uh, if that's a skill. Oh, weapon. you want perception? Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. That was intelligence. Let's do a perception. Yeah, clear. Here we go. Seven. Okay, so you're not entirely sure how big this room is, but you know it is rather large. I mean it's it's almost as big as the atrium itself. So you have this huge expanse of a circular room that you're in. In the very center is a pedestal with a key standing on the key's end and you're just standing where the door used to be, and you notice the door on the other side. What do you want to do here?
1: Um, do I notice, is there any, like, well, how lit is this
0: room? Is it dim, is it lit, are there torches? Can I see around? You do see that um, there are uh, there are sconces along the the very edges of the walls that are emanating light, but there's no open flames or anything. Um, and you actually can see the entirety of the room, though at the far side is a little more in shadow than where you are at this moment. Um, and, you know, the the pedestal itself is being lit from all around. And so you're, you're able to see that it, too, is just circular in shape as you sort of turn your head and, and you sort of examine it. Um, but at this moment, you're still pretty, you know, you're at the very edge, you're at the wall rather than uh, right up to it. Um, you okay. did notice also that, you know, the walls are carved with elaborate runes. It's the black stone flooring. Um, and other than that pedestal, there's nothing else in this room.
1: Okay. Um, The runes, the runes um, am I able to, is it something that I can understand because of my studies in magic? Uh-huh. Like, Give me an arcana check.
0: Intelligence arcana. 13. Thirteen. So at this point, you're studying them and you know, like you're just sort of looking at them, examining them. Uh, it takes you almost an hour to finish, you know, sort of looking at all the runes and trying to piece together what they mean. And it just, it's like, it's like uh, knowing something that's just on the tip of your tongue, but you just can't figure it out. After an hour of studying this, you're pretty sure that you're not going to be able to understand what these runes mean. All right,
1: uh, I want to kind of maybe check out the pedestal, see if there's any switches, writing, anything around the pedestal before I go reaching for this key.
0: Right. So as you move away from the wall and step toward the pedestal, you hit this invisible barrier. Uh, Almost, you know, it would be slapsticky if someone else was watching, but you just, like, walk right into it and sort of bounce off, and you're just noticing that there's a barrier, physical barrier there, but you are unable to see what it is
1: okay um can i kind of like walk and see is this barrier blocking me off from the whole side of the room or is it like kind of circling the pedestal
0: okay so let's do an investigation check intelligence investigation
1: what is wrong with my dice
0: 10. okay yeah these are pretty low (laughs) rolls. Uh, that's how it goes in real D for me by the way me too <laughs> it's probably good for you guys because i'm gonna be rolling for the bad guys um i'm like I, I mean i'm sorry you you're holding you're sort of touching the this invisible barrier trying to find some sort of edge to it or to see if there's some sort of entry point to get closer to the pedestal you can't seem to find anything it's taken you about an hour um do you want to continue trying to check is there something else you want to try to do can i get to the door yeah, you can you go all around the exterior of this room and you have about a five foot gap between the wall okay. and the invisible barrier. You walk around to the actual door itself and it's just a closed door. It looks almost exactly like the door you entered on.
1: Let's see. Big empty room, pedestal, key. I'm a big dummy that doesn't, can't detect magic.
0: Was that not a spell that you chose, or you just don't have available, or what?
1: I didn't choose it. Hmm. I went glass cannony, I guess. Um. Can I can I just try maybe like a another perception check to see if anything else just kind of catches my notice?
0: Yeah, let's do another investigation check. Intelligence investigation. Please (laughs)
1: roll (laughs) it.
0: Whoa! (laughs) That's awesome, man. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah, you're like you're looking at this door. And you're looking over at the pedestal and you're like touching this barrier and you find an edge to the barrier. And so you sort of step into this invisible maze and you're just slowly finding your way around it. You spent a full hour wandering around, hitting dead ends, trying to find your way up to the center. And you finally get to the center and this pedestal. And the key is at the just again, right? Just sitting on its tip and the pedestal is just right there in front of you. All
1: right, um, well, I'm just gonna go for it. I wanna try reaching for the key and see if there's another barrier, if I can grab that key.
0: As you move up to touch the key, as soon as your finger touches the key, you hear this (laughs) and just air is like thrown up dust that you didn't even realize was there, sort of swirls around the room a little bit and the key vanishes. And you're just sort of standing there, staring at the pedestal, and that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of all you notice. Uh, you hear this little. K-tick. All
1: right. Um. I want to make my way back to the door because that sounded like a lock.
0: Yeah. You get back to the door, and it opens completely. Uh, on the other side is shrouded in darkness
1: on me I have anything that can light it up um am I able is it like pitch black or can I see like an outline of any torches or anything that I might be able to
0: it seems to like a, a magical barrier of blackness
1: gotcha um I'm going to go ahead and step through it.
0: So as you step through, through, you find yourself walking back into the atrium of the barb with that cauldron of fire flaming. And you see uh, Rovina standing there with a big old grin on her face. And she's like, well, I'm very impressed. You're the first one to make it back. Congratulations, young man. Thanks. The entirety of this examination was for you to use your critical thinking skills and figure a way to get out of the room that you had then been locked into. Now, the other wizards are going to have different examinations, but I think you did spectacularly well for your first chance, and I think you'll probably make a wonderful wizard. Will you have a seat with me and perhaps some refreshments as we wait for the other wizards?
1: Uh, Yeah, sure.
0: So she sits down, um, she offers you a glass of wine. She's like, I got this from Sylvanisty before the cataclysm. And she uh, pours you a, a small glass and sits down and just sort of sips it with you. And every once in a while you'll see a new person come out. Um, not everyone has come back into the atrium. And she in, you know, invites the others to, to join her at the table and, enjoy, and join you uh, with a drink as they all come out. And ultimately um, the procession of the moon's passes and the night of the eye uh, is ending and you see this sort of shadow fall over her face and as you look around you notice that about seven or eight of the uh, initiates that had entered did not come out of their rooms. Um, Not knowing what happened to them she just sort of puts her glass down and looks up at the the moons as they're moving, and she's uh you know just sort of whispers something to herself, and she turns around at all of you, and immediately you notice right in front of you a book just as if by magic <laughs> appears, and a scroll right on top of it um, and just for uh, illustrations, because why not let's uh, show you here what it looks like. So this is the book and This is the scroll that appears right on top of it. You see one of the initiates uh, reach to grab it and she sort of chides him, "Ah, ah, do not touch anything as of yet. I want you to understand that this was a simple test and clearly not everyone is capable of even this. Everything you do in this life is going to get harder and it's going to get worse. The soul forge of the magic inside of you connects you to our gods in the moons. The soul forge will drive you mad if you do not master it. The magic inside of you will be as if an orgasm exploding when successful, and it will be as corruption and darkness eating away as a cancer every time you fail. Remember to always take to heart the true miracle that you have been given the opportunity of connecting with. This spellbook you may use to further your studies, add new spells as you find them, or perhaps just take notes of the arcane as you adventure throughout your lives. But this scroll, this is meant for a mage, not you. You will deliver this to a black-robed mage named Wyan, who resides in the city of Calaman. When you are ready to take your test, seek out Wyan. But I warn you, do not break the seal on this scroll, for if you do, you will be rejected from the mages of high sorcery. And if you continue to study without our express permission, you will be considered a renegade. And for some, that will mean being hunted and killed. Take this with the gravest and serious tone in which I deliver it. And I hope and I trust that each of you will be as great as you are capable. May the gods shine their light down upon you. Congratulations. She sort of steps back and you see some of the people grabbing, you know, tucking away the scroll and like flipping through the pages. The fact is, is spell books are incredibly expensive. And so just to be gifted one you know, you you received your first one when you attended the academy uh, at the very beginning. And this one is, uh, you know, much larger, much more innate, much more beautiful. As you you just get the sensation, this thrill of possibilities as you sort of, uh, you know, run your hand over its leather-bound surface and the jewels and the inscriptions. And it just, um, you know, it fills you with a sense of of joy and purpose and the reality that you are successful, that you are a mage, you are a wizard and you are capable of things that others can only dream of. So she stands there for a moment more, picks up her glass, takes a sip. Do any of you have any questions about the mages of high sorcery from me? The night of the eye is over. Those who failed were expelled from the barb. And in a few hours time, this will return to the ruins of whence it was constructed into this edifice. Is there anything you would like to ask me before I bid you good night? Some of the students are asking questions like, you know, what is it like, you know, inside the Tower of Weyrith or the Tower of Palanthus? And she tells them, no one goes in the Tower of Palanthus. it is off limits. No one, no wizard, has been able to go to it since before, um, uh, since before the Cataclysm. There's a curse uh, laid laid on it. Um, other people are asking about the Test of High Sorcery. Is it really dangerous? And She, um, pulls her sleeve up and you see just scarring all down her arms that you didn't notice before. She says, this is from my test. I am completely scarred on 60% of my body. But I would never change a thing. The magic is worth it. And she looks over to you. Do you have any questions for me? Um, no i do not she just grins a little bit looks around the room well then that concludes your examination congratulations mages and i hope to see you at the next conclave successfully having taken your test good evening everyone and she turns and just vanishes So what do you want to do Uh, as the other students are sort of like slowly leaving, you know, the, the barb sort of wandering out with this renewed sense of empowerment and purpose. Uh, you know, that you unfortunately have a past friend. Are you going to immediately travel over to Vogler?
1: Um, well, first I want to like the kind of wizards or the the initiates that are hanging out, Mm -hmm. um, are they decked out in their colors? Like, Can I tell if there's a red robe, a black robe, or a white robe?
0: Yeah, um, well, I mean, ultimately, they're wearing the robes of their instructors. So in your particular case, you're already wearing a red robe. Um, so you see different colors from different people. There are some black robes in there, um, which, you know, for the Orders of High Sorcery is not strange at all. But for anyone on the outside... They pretty much think of all the wizards as black robe wizards, and in you know in in cahoots with the Queen of Darkness because they just don't understand anything about the magic or the orders. Um, but uh, yeah, you see white robes as well. Um, ultimately, now that you have passed this examination, you are making a conscious decision in whether or not to maintain this red robe color or to exchange it in some manner with a different color robe. Um, so, for you as an initiate, what what robe are you choosing? What color? Oh, I'm,
1: I'm I'm going with red.
0: Nice. Okay. So you just feel very comfortable in in you know what you're wearing right now and who you are, and everyone else seems to, you know, there's some you know, just sort of whispering amongst each other like uh you know some black robe wearers are like you know i'm going to be switching up to the the white robes and I, I didn't even really like the black robe but it just happened to be the only one that was available in the area you know the only academy instructor that was available where i come from and so you see you know conversations like that happening but yeah everyone just slowly filters out
1: okay um time of day is it night
0: yeah still yeah it's early morning? starting okay. to get early morning yeah um
1: well i guess i'd like to uh make my way to uh, a close-by town to maybe catch a little sleep before I head to uh, Vogler.
0: Okay. So that is not going to be a a problem at all. And ultimately, that is the end of this prelude. So you travel to a town, you get some sleep, and in your dreams, you're actually getting the sensation of almost as if the three gods, uh, Sulinary, Lunatary, and Nuitary, we were actually present in your room and just sort of smiling down at you. Um, you see Lunatary sort of sitting at the edge of your bed with uh, Solanary and Nuitary standing off, you know, a little bit beyond, but you're feeling a connection, like truly you, you are connected to these gods and to the magic that they offer the, the uh, Wizards of Kryn more than you ever did in, in the Academy. You know, there, there's this uh, sort of sense when you're in the academy that you're almost borrowing experience and power from your, your instructor. Here, now, you feel it within yourself, almost as if it was liquid fire. And it's exciting, it's a little bit terrifying, but it's very real, and it's yours.
1: All right. Um, great. So I get some good rest and... Uh wake up refreshed and energized and ready to apply myself to the world and and learn magic. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you uh, for watching this, everyone, uh, watching this after the fact. Um, Thank you, Mark, for joining me on this. I (laughs) I had a lot of fun uh, running through this with you. I know it wasn't very long and not very detailed, but that's what these preludes are. They're just little glimpses of, you know, where you come from and and how you're gonna uh, end up as a, a, a character. This does uh, mean that you have leveled up to level 2 at this point. So, uh, on your own time, go ahead and make those decisions on your character sheet. And then um, we will see you on Saturday, uh, if you just want to hang out for a minute... ...as I uh, do the outro here for everyone else. Uh, Again, we really do appreciate you guys taking time to watch these episodes... ...whether it's the gaming episodes or the setting episodes that we produce on this channel. Um, I would like to take a moment and just remind you to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Ring the bell to get notified about upcoming videos and click the like button. Again, all of this goes to help other Dragonlance fans learn about this channel and its content. This channel is all about celebrating the wonderful world of the Dragonlance Saga. So thank you all so much for joining. Again, this is Adam with Dragonlance Saga. Until next time, sláin jávar.